Should a church be evangelistic or discipleship oriented? Maybe put another way, should your church be focused on the lost or growing believers? In this episode, we are going to discuss this debate and why I don't really even think it should be a debate. The answer is very clear. To hear the answer stick around, this is episode 24. My name is Lane. I am your humble host. Welcome to the Preaching Donkey Podcast. If you are watching here on YouTube, thank you so much for being here. Be sure to give this video a like down below. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or one of those, it's awesome to have you joining us as well. Be sure to leave a review. Make it a five-star. If you're not going to make it a five-star, don't worry about it. Don't bother with it. But for real, go, go leave a review. It really helps for other pastors to be able to hear what we're doing here and, and to be exposed to this. In fact, Apple Podcast will surface this to more pastors who are searching for resources on preaching if it gets more reviews. So if you feel like this is valuable, that's one way you can kind of pay it forward and get this to show to more people. I'm excited about today because I feel like there was, uh, early on in my ministry, I feel like there was a division that formed between churches that were evangelistic and churches that were discipleship oriented. And the way it went was something like this. If a church is growing, uh, and by growing, I mean, in this case, numerically, that's not the only way a church can grow, but let's just say butts in the seat. That's the kind of growth we're talking about. If a church was growing like that and another church wasn't, the church that wasn't growing could look at the church that was and say, well, they're not actually discipling those people. They might be evangelistic, but they're not really good at discipleship. And the church that is evangelistic looks at the church that isn't growing and says, why aren't they reaching anyone? I mean, sure, they might be discipling people with a bunch of Bible studies for the 30 people that are there, but why are they not reaching them? And these two would conflict, right? On the one hand, the church would say, the evangelistic-oriented church would say, that we are the church and we exist to shine a light on a hill and to invite all who would come and we're orienting our church towards those who are lost. The discipleship-oriented people would say, no, 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 the church is for the believers. It's, it's to encourage the believers when they come so that they can go out and be evangelistic you know, somewhere else and these two factions forever would fight. And I remember very clearly being at, uh, at a church that was actually large, pretty large church, but wasn't growing. It was just kind of sitting still. And down the street, there was a really well-known, very large, very fast-growing church. And I said something about that church, that I liked it, that I liked the pastor, that I thought they were doing some great things. And I remember somebody, I was, an intern, I was working in an, as an intern at this church uh, that was large, but has really stopped growing at this point. And somebody said, yeah, they're, they're growing, but they're not discipling people. And I remember thinking, number one, how do you know? Because you're not there. And number two, what is discipleship anyway? I mean, you've got this church down the street that's booming. I mean, people are coming in droves. People are bringing their friends in droves. And yet discipleship isn't happening was the idea. But this church that has been sitting still for 10 years and not growing 
and is just resting on its laurels. And there were some good things going on there. Don't get me wrong. But this church that's sitting still, basically not growing, is the one that's able to beat its chest and say, we're doing it right. We're the ones actually discipling people. So the question for us to deal with today is, which is it? Is one of these right? Is one of these wrong? Is there a better way? Let me give you my opinion, which I feel like is the correct one. (laughs) And you may disagree, and that's fine. And if you do, please let me know in the comments what you think. But I think that we really do ourselves a massive disservice when we juxtapose these two ideas and put them at conflict. Everything is discipleship. If you think about it this way, people are on a spectrum and at some point they meet Jesus, right? So if you think about it, like if if life is a spectrum and on this side, you've got people at their, you know, worst, they're as far away from God as possible. And over here, they're so close to Jesus, they can almost feel him, right? Somewhere along the way is when they make a conversion, right? Somewhere along the way is when they decide, okay, I'm going to put my faith in Jesus now, right? And they, they, give them, they give their lives to Jesus. And that is where a lot of times we stop with the evangelism and we say, okay, great. Now they're evangelized. Now they've, you know, they've checked the box, they've got dunked, and so now we move on to discipleship. I really think we have to change our thinking. I think that all along the way, we are discipling people. What did Jesus do? Jesus called disciples, he called people to follow him, and he called them to be his disciples. He didn't say, right now I'm evangelizing you, and once you put your faith in me and trust what I'm saying, then we'll switch over to discipleship, <laughs> right? He didn't say that. He went up to people. He went up to Peter or Levi. He said, hey, listen, you are going to now follow me. You're one of my disciples. And pick up your stuff. Let's go fish for men. And they started participating in what Jesus was doing long before they necessarily trusted that he was the Messiah. So if you think about it, if you look at your church and you have this distinction of some people are... Uh, lost and some people are saved. That's fine. But everybody is needing to take their next step, right? So for the person who hasn't put their faith in Jesus, their next step in the discipleship process is to get one step closer to following Jesus. Let's talk about the person over here who's been discipled, who's, who's put their faith in Jesus. And now we're thinking about discipling them. This is how it usually goes. How do we define discipleship? Most of the time, when we look at that person who's given their life to Jesus and we think about how do we disciple that person, we're thinking they need to sit in more Bible studies, right? There's nothing wrong with Bible studies. I think it's really great to have a knowledge of the word. That's awesome. In fact, we are commanded to know and do the word of God. But when we think about that person and we think about discipleship, we have to think in terms of something much deeper than sitting them in Bible studies. Because when Jesus said to make disciples, he said, go, right? Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe what I've commanded you, right? Teach them to observe. Don't just teach them to know, teach them to do. So if this person is truly, (coughs) excuse me, if this person is truly discipled, then they are going to be a person whose faith multiplies. Think about that. 
They're not just sitting in Bible study, soaking up knowledge and becoming a disgruntled church person that eventually moves on to another church that meets their needs better than yours. That's not discipleship. That's consumerism. But if it's discipleship where this person truly has made, has made a conversion, they've followed Jesus, and now they are being discipled, what is going to happen is their faith is going to multiply. So if you think about it that way, if everybody in your church is focused on making disciples and not just on, well, is it evangelism or is it discipleship? Is it a horse and pony show on Sunday or is it a serious Bible study? What if our questions had much more to do with, are people living on mission or are they not? And what is their next step? So here's how this changes everything about the way that your, even your church, the people in your church approach making disciples. If, you, if the people in your church focus on their neighbors and they put them in these boxes of, well, so-and-so down the street, they go to church, so we don't have to worry about them. They go to church, I get, I, I'm pretty sure they follow Jesus, whatever. We'll focus on our neighbors who don't know Jesus and we'll go after them. The problem with that is, do you know that the people who follow Jesus and go to church, do you know that, they're, that their faith is multiplying? Do you know that they're making disciples? Are, are they passing on what they've been given? You don't know, right? You don't know until you begin to have spiritual conversations with them and ask and go down that road. And the person who isn't a believer, right? What is their next step? What questions do they have? Are they intentioned? Do they have some, some spiritual curiosity that's kind of drawing them towards things of God or, or not, right? So these are the kind of questions that come up. And so when a church says, we are going to just go after the lost, I can appreciate that, but the church is much more than that, right? The church is about making disciples. And when people are believers and in your church, you want them to multiply their faith. In the same way, the church that says, we are going to be about gathering just the believers and making disciples of them. Well, what if people who don't know Jesus yet find their way into your church because they're taking their next step and they're in spiritual tension and they have questions and they want answers. What do you say to those people? You're not supposed to be here because we're just having a meeting with just the, the, the people who believe. So think about this. If discipleship is, is much more broadened to where you're just helping people take their next step in following Jesus, whether it's to put their faith in Jesus or it's to go the next step and begin to make disciples of, of other people, your role in discipleship is all of the above. And here's what that means. It means that evangelism is just another form of discipleship. You're calling people to what? Follow Jesus. And that's what a disciple does. So that's the way that I see this issue. And this did not originate with me. This is something that fortunately I have learned over the last really three to four years that has really reshaped the way that I see this issue. I think if we had had this conversation five years ago, I would have had a different way of answering this that would have been much more narrow. I would have put people into these boxes and said, here's what this is for and here's what that is for. And it would have compartmentalized the process that is supposed to be a lot more holistic. So all I'm saying is, what if your church rethought the way that you frame these issues and you said, people are on a journey. And if they're way over here, way far from God, or if they're so close to Jesus that they, they just 
I mean, you, you can't even find someone more close to Jesus. Both of these people need discipleship. And both of these people are on a journey. And when this person crosses over, man, that's awesome. And when this person gets even further and begins to bring people along in that journey, that's awesome. And we celebrate all of it and all of its discipleship. That changes the culture of your church. Because no longer does it just become about, <coughs> about well, we need to go after these people in this certain way and do this special event that's just for them so that maybe we can get them to say a prayer. Well, th that that's fine, except... What about making disciples who make disciples within your church? That's my take. If it doesn't make sense, ask me a question below in the comments. I would love to hear from you. Be sure to let me know what you think. Email me, lane at preachingdonkey.com if you have some more questions. I love talking about this. I think I'm barely scratching the surface of what I want to say here, but I want to get this out and I want to get this conversation started. So, that's it for today. Remember, next week we'll be back with another episode, episode 25. If God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you, and he can speak through me. See you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.